0: And welcome to a my youth, my name is Noel Holman. My guest this week is Holly Fields, the accomplished voice actress. is probably best known for her work as Nadia Grell in the Star Wars The Old Republic video games. She has a lot of voice matching as well. She talks about that voice matching Cameron Diaz as Princess Fiona in the Shrek franchise. Video games, probably some movie work as well. She also was engaged to Corey Hain for a little bit. So she talks about her time with Corey and what people may not know about the late actor. She's a musician, she's a writer. She also had a lot of just misses in her career. She talks about that, some great work. She was on Hall High, she had a lot of guest starring spots, MacGyver, Growing Pains, Quantum Leap, Charles in Charge. And she was handpicked to star in that Madonna, Like a Virgin commercial for Pepsi that only ran once. She talks about that controversial video, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with her. Holly, how um, how old were you when you first realized you wanted to be an actress?
1: I was about five, four or five. I, I my brother was doing Oliver in, at Vac State in Sacramento, and with Molly Ringwald and her brother and sister, and I would sit in the audience, and I. During rehearsals, I would just sit in the you know in the audience section, and I didn't want to leave. I wanted to be in the play, and then my brother and sister were auditioning with Molly and her brother and sister, we were all friends. So was a looking glass, and I got up to sing, and they said, how old are you? And I said, I was, I was six, or maybe five. They said, you're too young to audition. And everyone's like, oh, let her sing, let her sing anyway. So I sang, and, and I'm a singer. I didn't know at the time, but... So they, they, gave me a, young I said and I got to go on the last night for her, and um, that's when I knew, I knew I, I wanted to be an actress since I was six, I think five or six, four or five, six, really young.
0: So it was like, right there, it's like you wanted to be like in musicals, act and sing, or is it, was there a particular like acting you wanted to get into, or you were just, at that point you just wanted to be on stage?
1: I, I think it was mostly theater for me as, as a kid, and I wanted to be a writer and a director. And I would put on plays. I was that weird kid that would have all his friends put on plays, mm-hmm. while well, they all wanted to just go and <laughs> you know make up and stuff. And I'm like, no, no. Here's a script. I would be writing scripts in script format, and you know, I was I think I was in second grade mm-hmm. putting on plays at the school, and the people at the school it was a school it was hard to get into. I got lucky to get into it, and we were telling my parents, maybe you should put her in a school, for, like an arts magnet type school. But no, that's I've, I've, all I've ever wanted to do. But I come from, the, um, you know, a showbiz family, my great uncles were, one of them directed uh, His Girl Friday, to Have a Have Not, a Gentleman Prefer Blondes, <laughs> He was like one of the biggest directors ever. And then my cousin was married to the head of uh, Paramount, which okay. I didn't know this recently, actually, but
0: so your your family so, uh, was was pretty supportive then.
1: You know my my parents weren't. Um, they like Molly and Molly Ringwald went to do uh, Annie in Los Angeles. Okay. And her dad was he's the nicest guy, he's a very he's a talented man. He can play he's blind and he can play every instrument and he's a jazz musician. And he's the one that talked my parents into letting me do it. They were saying no, and he wanted me to come to LA through Annie with Molly, and my parents refused because we were moving to Texas at the time. So we got to Texas, and Bob, Molly, Molly's dad, talked um, my parents into getting an agent and into singing lessons and all that. And so I got into, I was doing theater there, but then I got, my agent also did commercials. So they sent me in on commercial auditions, and I got them, and then I got the Films and it just it all kind of just snowballed. I got lucky.
0: Was it like a kind of like a friendly rivalry with Molly, or just both you guys are doing? No,
1: well, well I no, not there's no rivalry. She's a lot older than I am, so I just I look up to her. I think she's incredible. No, I I have no rivalry at all. I love (laughs) her. I.
0: So how many auditions did you go on before landing your first role?
1: Oh, I I just one. I got lucky Nice. nice. I, yeah, you know, I was a little kid so you don't have a lot of competition when you're little and I was that kid that loved to talk mm-hmm. and I just I love everybody it's like when I meet people I'm instantly they're friends is <laughs> probably bad but back then it worked you know for my career and I, I just I got really lucky and I was just booking. I booked I over 100 commercials by the time I was 18 I was the commercial kid back there so you know and i would and that's a good thing for a kid is, you know, when I believed I could get it because I was booking since I was so young. So when I came to L.A., I had that same mentality because a lot of people don't believe it and you get what you believe,
0: so. And, you know, one of the commercials you booked was, you know, pretty controversial about the Madonna Pepsi one that guess aired once. Was yeah.
1: That was fun. You know, I didn't even know what I was auditioning for. They had us audition, um, it was sort of, you know, it was Pepsi. We just didn't know it was Madonna. And they were putting us on they put us on tape and I was just bouncing a basketball. They wanted me to bounce a basketball and we were all just talking to the camera about our lives and ourselves and you know, whatever they would ask us and we would answer. And then uh, I got I was I got it and they said, Yeah, Madonna hand picked you for it. So she she picked us because she wanted for the for the show or for the commercial. And uh, she didn't even know they didn't even ask about so But We all had to dance. Yeah, it was so much fun filming that.
0: No, that. That's awesome. Were you kind of disappointed that, you know, like what happened with that commercial?
1: Yes! Hmm. Oh my god, yeah, I was devastated. We're getting to hang out with Madonna, and she was so nice to us. She's, she even told us you have to be, you know, strong in this business. be bitchy, but even, even though you're not, you have to be. And, I wish I took that advice better, but um, you know, she was super cool. They told us not to talk to her at okay. the beginning. And she walked over to me and, and they said, Don't touch the props and don't talk to the mm-hmm. And we're like, Okay. And we're all afraid. I was, you yeah, know, right. probably 13, 13 years old or something. So she walked over to me um, while we were filming. And She's like, God, this is taking forever, isn't it? And I was like, I was told not to talk to her. So I was, I just stood there. So it was bad. And then she's, like, offering me candy from the set. And I, it, was just, it was it was funny. But she was here was super cool. She came over to say hi to me when I was doing Quantum Leap at uh, Warner Brothers a few months later. So that was – she was really awesome to work with. But then I got the Michael J. Fox commercial because of that. The same gave me that commercial, which also had the same thing happen, kind of. It didn't run, and it was supposed to. But, right. yeah. Yeah,
0: so that But
1: he, working with – he was also
0: incredible to work with. So like, after you had like, you know, those two like I wouldn't say like mishaps with Pepsi, but I guess bad luck is a better word to say. Were you kind of like, you know, disenchanted with <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna book any more, you know, soft drain commercials. <laughs> no,
1: I thought it was a jinx every time I would get a series, it would get cancelled. Right. So I thought it was a jinx. I was struggling with that actually no, um yeah, you, know, um, you know, I I had done so many commercials that aired like, I did the Taco Bell commercial that aired nonstop, and, you um, know, I just, every time I do a commercial with a celebrity, though, something happens. Like, I did one with James Earl Jones, same kind of thing happened, but he, mm-hmm. you know, left like, I think, got paid $5 million for the Frito-Lay commercial we did, and uh, I did one with Johnny Knoxville, for uh, which is hilarious, but you do find them on the internet now, thank God.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was,
1: the, the experience,
0: Sorry. I don't gonna say yeah, the Madonna one you can find you know within two seconds on YouTube. Yeah,
1: and and just the experience of those were it was that was that was incredible. I was I was hanging out with Michael J. Fox who I just loved. I was so obsessed with him as a kid, right. and um, just he couldn't have been nicer. Just so nice. Um, I had back surgery. He was asking me about the back surgery and how it changed me and. He, he had Parkinson's at the time, he didn't know it, I mean, we, we didn't know it, but right. he, would, he would go to his trailer because he was having hand tremors, but nobody knew at the time. They just thought he was being like a prima donna or something, I didn't get that, they did. The crew was getting mad. Uh, then we found out later what was going on, but no, just, just the most wonderful person, probably my favorite person I've ever worked with, aside from Scott Bakula. Right.
0: You know, I, I've never heard oh. a bad word about, pretty much either, either one of those guys, you know?
1: Yeah, no, they're they're amazing. You know, I find the the more talented people are, the nicer they are because they're happy. You know, the the ones that are climbing up the ladder, they're the ones that are catty and mean and cruel, or the ones that didn't make it. But the ones that have made it and done well, they're 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 usually the nicest people.
0: Right, exactly. Because like you said, they already made it, and they don't have you know anything really to worry about. <laughs> yeah, and
1: they're and they're confident, and they're just having a good time doing what they do. So.
0: Mm-hmm. So. The, when you did the Michael G. Apostleman commercial, so that was probably what, early 90s? I don't even
1: remember. Right. Um, gosh, I had dark hair, so yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I go by my hair color. Right. That time, I'm usually blonde, I was dark hair, yeah, I think it was the 90s, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, now one role that you actually were blonde in, and um, you know, I guess the show that unfairly canceled, so to speak, was Hall High. Yeah, the high yes. school musical, musical, so to speak, and I had a uh, Nancy Valen on a couple months ago who starred in the show. And I
1: love Nancy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We
0: had a good conversation about the show, and um, yeah, just I, I remember watching it, and um, it was I, I would probably say it was a little bit ahead of its time.
1: Definitely, no, we were definitely. Ahead. It was such a good show, and that's the thing. Everyone that that watched it, and this is also before it was ahead of its time, but it was also before, uh, you know, where you could record stuff and you know it's like TiVo, remember TiVo? Yeah. Um, and they, they kept changing it because it would be preempted and then the football games and right it would start late and we ca- they didn't give us a chance but uh and then Disney took it we were sold for 13 but Disney dropped us because in the middle of it which was shocking but I I, I was supposed to be in the pilot I didn't you know I was I thought that was you know one show for me, and then they they thankfully they wrote me into the show, and then they made me a regular, yeah. and then it got canceled like the next day, which right. is why I think I'm a jinx. So um, <laughs> then they remade it into High School Musical, and it became like one of the biggest hits ever, which makes me happy because the creators of it are you know the nicest guys, and right. they were crushed. And Kenny Ortega is like the best director, and he directed most of it, produced it, and uh, I'm glad that he finally got with me. You know, Come up comeuppance because he, you know, it's such a fantastic show and, yeah. and clever and original, and you know, they deserved to do well,
0: right? And you know, and it's ironic, you know, the same year that came out, Top Rock came out on, on ABC, and that, yeah, yeah had the yeah. yeah, similar, you know, fate uh, as well. Um, I, I remember watching both, and you know, obviously, Hull High, oh, I, I wouldn't say it was better, but I think it was more conducive to being a musical rather than just being in the courtroom and all of a sudden you know the judge and the, the you know the lawyers break out in song but you know the performances were all great i think it was just a little out of place
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i, I was watching some of whole high recently and i was so impressed with the talent of the kids right. and, and the, the dancing it, the choreography was just you know genius and some of them uh, mostly it was king ortega but these kids were coming up with it on their own as well they were she would let them choreograph some of it which was so cool and um yeah I loved that was one of my favorite shows that I've done
0: mm-hmm. how how long was each like episode take to take to, to film I, I, only, I think two weeks okay each per episode
1: I think mm-hmm.
0: what was it was it like kind of difficult? like you oh. said like you know Kenny you said let, let you know the actors choreograph yeah. get own stuff was it difficult to kind of come up with their your own dances
1: Oh no, I didn't. I didn't dance in that. No, I did. Actually, I did dance in that. But no, he, he was mostly letting the rapper, the four main rapper guys, come up with their own okay. stuff. And I remember, I remember they came up to show it to him, and it was so good. Everyone was. It was. It was an exciting show. I'm bummed because that was kind of my my niche because I am a singer and I'm a dancer, right. and they didn't know it when they cast me. And I, I got lucky. I was I was actually on my way to callback for 90210, which is called. Um, Beverly Hills high at the time, and I uh, went in for a whole height just really quick, and they said, and they cast me right there in the room, and they said, you got the part, you start on Monday, and it was a Friday, wow. so I was, I called the agent, and I'm like, I got the part, she said, they're like, no, not so they call us, you, you don't have it yet, and <laughs> so they had to call my agent, and, then, and so I, I skipped going to the final callback for um, Menor 2 and no and that was the one that I just didn't think would ever go anywhere, because it was Fox,
0: and right, Of course.
1: who's yeah. ever, you know, I hadn't heard of Fox at the time, and nobody thought Even kind of with um, married, married with Children that was the first show I had tested for that for the daughter oh wow that was it for the daughter yes I, I, the, to the end I went to the final end it got down between me and the girl that got it and they were either going to go sluttish or cheerleaderish and I was the cheerleader cho- choice and they went sluttish and they hired this other girl not not Christina Applegate Tina Castberry was hired and uh, they shot the pilot and they, they wrote me onto the show which was really cool, and uh, then uh, no one thought it would, my, my manager, my agent, nobody thought it would go anywhere, right. and it, that was, yeah, years later, mm-hmm. you know. but then they recast it, you know, they cast, uh between Applegate and David know, and, and then they gave me the spin-off, uh, same producer, but for NBC with Jennifer Aniston.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, so that was fun. But then the same thing happened. We were sold for 13, and then they dropped us after the pilot, because the head of the DC left, and that was his kind of baby, so everybody wants to have their baby get produced into a show, so, once again, it jinxed it.
0: Yeah, wow. So. <laughs> there might be something yeah. to this, right?
1: <laughs> I know, there's, oh, there's a lot more. Yeah. You know, at the end, you're going to be like, oh my God, never hire us for a Only for a series. The movie of the least, if I'm on, it's just one of the top rated. so.
0: Right. I Probably
1: not nothing to do with me, but in my mind.
0: No. Yeah, no, I'm not sure not. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, I'm totally kidding. But. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> what, what? yeah, So, so what role okay. were you going for for Nancy? What now? You
1: want uh, for Jenny Garth's part. Okay. And she and I reached them the wire for everything. So, um, what would have happened? But I, years later, I got asked to do the show, but. Uh,
0: and the same thing kind of happened to you with uh, Charmed, right?
1: Oh, my God,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That was, that was, oh, my God. That was probably the worst experience of my life. When I read the script, and I loved it. From was obsessed after reading it. And I told my managers, I have to get this show. So I went in, and after I went in, the creator of it called my agent and said, she's going to be on the show. She's one of the three girls, three sisters. We just don't know which one yet. And Holly Murray Combs had already uh, waved in the producers and they had already said no to her. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 you know, get a test for it. And they called me and said, no, we'll just wait, because Shannon Doherty, they, they just hired Shannon Doherty, and she wants her best friend to be on the show. And she's written, she's deciding what part she wants right now. And I was about to go test for the middle, the middle sister. I didn't know at the time it was Holly Marie Combs. Um, and by the way I think she's an amazing actress so you know nothing against her she's right. great but then uh, that was devastating because she decided to take the part that they wanted me for but then they, um, then, they then they were going to make me the youngest sister but they thought maybe I was too close in age to the other two and I um, went in to test for the youngest sister and they, uh, they the of us was taking. they were taking turns between two shows casting the so spelling was test. Would choose one character, and then the next time the people came in to so the next you know, group, they would let Warner Brothers choose. So I was spelling Aaron's spelling choice, but Warner Brothers wanted somebody else. So long story. So long story short, they shot the pilot, and then they wanted to replace her, and they called me. They you're going to start another another Friday starting on Monday thing. It was a Friday, and they said they're going to start on Monday, and they have one other actress that's a name. She's in Hawaii. Right now on vacation, she's reading the script and she's going to decide if she wants it. So again, I had to wait. And then she wanted it, and it was Alyssa Milano, who I loved as well. And, and um, I was bummed. But then they they called me and wanted me to. They, they, they gave me a part on the show, but then they were kind of giving out her 2 1 0 to make up for it. And, uh, you know. I passed. Like I know. <laughs> I made some stupid moves in my life. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you 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 guest star on 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 the show was was that like a little stressful for you?
1: No, no, it was so much fun. They were they were so cool. They knew that I wanted to play a witch. On that was one of the you know there's roles you want to play really bad, and one of them I, one of my roles I've always wanted to play was a witch. Right. So they wrote me on the show as a witch, and that was that was one night for them. So I got into the show, and then I should have done nine or two and and that would have been awesome. But you know that that's kind of what. After that happened, I was kind of like, that's when I got tainted. You know, I didn't want to act anymore. I was so devastated because right. I'd had that happen in the past with other shows where I had lost a, a movie called uh, Night Train to Kathmandu to Mila Jovovich, and I was told I had it. You know, that happens a lot. You get told you have it, right. and then you don't get it at the last second. You switch things around, and they, you know, they have to hire a name over someone that's on a name. It just you know makes sense. I, you can't anymore, but. I've had them write notes to me saying we wanted, you know, I've had them give me, give my agent a note after, like, for Star Trek. We wanted to hire you, but the problem was we need the name, and I've had so many things like that happen, and it's hard, because it's not like the best person gets the part always. No, of course not, yeah. They've got to go with the name, so. But I'm proud that I've done a lot of work without having a name, like a household name,
0: yeah I mean like your your like resume you know is is pretty long you've been on some amazing shows um i guess we'll we'll talk about some happier roles but, you know what, what were some of the ones that you really <laughs> really enjoyed doing
1: oh i enjoyed doing all those other ones um, i oh gosh i loved doing the o c right i loved doing jag um, Jag was funny the o c was that was funny because i i was um uh, brunette when I auditioned. And I didn't watch the show, but my mom and dad were, they loved the show. And my hairdresser loved the show too. And I went to get, uh, I didn't think I got the part. So I i went and I was told actually by the guy in the waiting room, the girl that was, that went in before me was probably going to get it because they loved her. So I thought I didn't get it. And I went to go blonde. I, I went platinum blonde. And when I was washing the dye, the, uh, the shampoo out of my hair, my agent called and said, you've got the part. And I was like, oh my God, I just went platinum one. So I had to go back to dark right away. Oh wow. And then my hair was falling out because of doing that. So I, my hair was falling out during the show. But uh, no, that was a really fun show to do. MacGyver, my God, MacGyver, Quantum Leap. Right. Gary Shandling, ALF. I mean, all, all those shows, it's Just such a blast. Growing pains, monsters today was fun because I gotta eat a lot of candy. <laughs> I love candy.
0: Yeah.
1: Charles and Charge. That, that was awesome
0: yeah all, all the shows I watched when I was younger. um the Charles is one of my favorites what was Scott Bayle like on the set?
1: Oh, he was great oh yeah. he was he was really nice. We actually saw each other the other day. we went to a magic show thing. It was this amazing wife and child. The child is like the best kid ever right um, no it was it was great. I loved working on that show. It was so much fun
0: yeah that the show was, was great, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know he's he's a wonderful guy. He's I had a really great time working with him and uh, great cast.
0: Right, and then like you you mentioned Gary's Challenge Show, which was I think also a before it's yeah. time, and you know the theme song was great, and you know he, he was fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's funny, because people like you know always think of like you know Larry Sanders Show, but you know that was a show that really put him on the map.
1: That was such a good show, and you know the funny thing was it was down between me and Fergie. For oh, the wow. part BC yeah. Ferguson. Yeah, and they um, yeah. And that happened also with Jennifer Anderson and I. We were down to, for other shows in the past, not the show we did together, but other shows. And we were up for this one show together and she got it and the cast director called me and she said, She'll never go anywhere. You should have gotten the part <laughs> Years later I'm like, So what what did you think about that?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: Who's that Jennifer yeah. But no, um yeah uh but
0: yeah, so it's yeah. <laughs> So like um, you, you said you mentioned you kind of got like jaded, you know, uh, getting you know replaced or missing out on certain roles. Is that when you kind of like went the, the voice uh, acting portion? No, I started doing voiceovers when I was a kid in Texas,
1: and I had done a lot of them. I'm a singer, so I I uh, you know well so okay so I got into voiceovers as a kid and I had done tons of them. And then in LA, I hadn't done it for a while, and I decided to get an agent. No, actually, no. My agent at the time, my commercial agent, asked me if I would do voiceovers, and I did. And then I kind of stopped, and then I decided again to do it again, and I got this other agent that I loved. And that's when I started doing, that's when they said, hey, can you copy voices? And I remember as a kid, I could copy voices. And I thought I could copy Scooby-Doo, and my mom said, no, no, you can't. But that's because like, my thing is copying voices. so. I got to do Cameron Diaz. Uh, they had me come in, and they kept making me. They, they kept saying, "You, you couldn't sound like her," and I said, "No, I don't sound anything like her." And uh, I had done Drew Barrymore's voice for her. That's the only one for me to do because we, we went to high school together. Okay. But um, yeah. So, so I, I did her. Uh, so what we do is so what happens is when someone does a movie, they have to go back and redo a bunch of lines. So like for so for Drew Barrymore, uh, she she. He was unavailable because she's doing another movie, so they'll bring in a sound-alike, which right. is what I do. So um, for Cameron Diaz, I became her sound-alike for everything. But Shrek was the one that I, I, I kept auditioning, and I would booked it, and then I auditioned again and booked it, and then again, and then I booked it for the different games. And then finally, she was the one that said, because she had to approve of me each time, whoever like, the cast, she said, it's the same girl, why don't we just cast her mm-hmm. as you know, permanent? So it was thanks to her, and it's, yeah, that's been an amazing job. And I'm still working on it, even though the show, the movies are done. We still have games around the world. Like, I've done over, like, over 100 jobs, at least, for that. Toys, dolls, all this stuff that she doesn't want to do. Like, if there's a McDonald's commercial for a doll, I'll do I'll the voice for that. Right. So, yeah, so that's been a blessing.
0: I oh, know that's great. And then, you know, who and knows? Star Wars. Oh yeah, Star. Yeah, Sorry? We'll, we'll, we'll we'll totally get into Star Wars in a second. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, okay. But like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But with uh, with like with Shrek I'm sure like you know er- everything gets rebooted and remade. I mean, if there's a demand for it, I'm sure they make it with a movie, right?
1: Yeah, but she retired. Cameron Diaz retired. Yeah, maybe
0: you can do it. Hey, come on. I would.
1: Yeah, I know she's one of my favorite actresses. I any movie she's in, I will go see. Right. And. I, I I would love for her to come back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why did she retire?
1: I don't know. I th- she's had. She, I think she reached the pinnacle of success and she wanted to end and on a high, high note. High. Maybe she got married and wanted to have kids. I don't know. I mean, she mm-hmm. anything she did, she did great. So maybe there's something else she's going to do. I'm not sure. But I was bummed. I yeah. love her.
0: Yeah. Now, have you seen the movie Very Bad Things?
1: yeah oh yeah
0: okay yeah.
1: yeah i think i
0: worked on that oh, okay you know that was yeah i think that was like one of her best roles out of this you know so oh, someone yeah. like her you She's know? Great. yeah uh, yeah absolutely now um like who else have you a voice match for
1: i've got, uh, jennifer love hewitt i was doing a lot for ghost Whisperer. um leslie mann
0: okay
1: and paul abdul britney spears britney murphy kate bosworth I did almost a whole movie for Britney Murphy because she and I were really close uh, wow. when she was alive, so I could do her voice really well, and um, that was a hard one to do because you know I love what happened. But of uh, Kate Bosworth, I got to do, who's uh, just amazing. I, I, I uh, she was in France and she didn't want to come back to revoice herself, and she was so good. Oh, and then Haley Seinfeld. Uh, so anyway, uh, that was a hard one because she, you don't want to. I've had people revoice me before for movies. Like okay. I was in the Suzanne Summer story, someone revoiced part of the the crying scene, and it ruined the scene. So my thing was, I always wanted to make the performance just as good or better mm-hmm. if possible. To never, I never wanted to disappoint the actress I was looping for. Right. So I always like. I was very stressed about the one I did for Kate Bosworth because she's so talented and she was so good in the movie. And I kept begging the director, I'm like, just keep the performance, fix it. know, pay the money hmm. to fix the sound and anyway. But
0: which, uh, which movie was that, the, the, the voice master? I think
1: it was called like while, while We Were There or While We Were Here. Okay. It was an independent film, but it was very good.
0: Do you ever, like, kind of you know yeah. prank people and you know, calling them a voice match. Yeah,
1: I did. <laughs> i did i was in hawaii one time and we wanted sushi and i was sunburned and uh we had had sushi to go from this place but the night before of course, we called to get it again and they said oh we can't do that for you and we're like but we got it last night so i called back and i did drew barrymore's voice <laughs> and that, i felt so guilty right um and they got us they totally gave us the sushi to go my boyfriend at the time tipped a hundred dollars and I have never done it since. But people have asked me to, but I, yeah, yeah. I feel guilty.
0: Oh, man, if, if you have that sound, you might as well use it, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I know, I know. Yeah. It was. I, I loved doing her voice. She, she's a fun one, to do. I, I loved her very much. It's, yeah. it's fun when you like the person you're you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Has there been anyone that you didn't like that you had a voice match?
1: Uh, um, no. That's good. No. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard when you... Our, our, I was so familiar with, with Drew's voice because I went to school with her and we knew each other back in the day. But and I was a, just obsessed with Cameron Diaz. I loved her movies before I got to do her. I knew her voice well, but it was hard doing Haley Steinfelds. But I, you know, we sounded so much in that that was, you know, at the end it was easier than I thought it would be. But it's it's stressful when you go in and you have to sound like them. That's why I was, you know, when I work when I get to do Star Wars and other shows, I, I get to do my own voice. And that's a lot less stressful. Mm-hmm.
0: How much like time beforehand, where you have to actually record, do you know that you have to voice match with that person?
1: These I could see this before, sometimes the day before. One time, I, did, I was doing a job for Shrek, and they came in and they said, Hey, uh, we, just, we have another job later today. Can you do it? And they wanted singers, and um, that was a 20 minutes before we had. That, I mean, you never. It's always different. You never know. But I had. They said, you know, of any singers, and I said, I just met the guy from this, Toto, okay. and exchanged numbers with his wife. And I, I, said, what about the guy from Toto? And they said, can you get him? I, said, I don't know. So I called him up, and he, he was like, yeah, sure, I'll be there in 20 minutes. He came down and was singing for them, and it was amazing. So, oh,
0: that's awesome. uh, which guy? Uh, Bobby Kimball?
1: Bobby Kimball, Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, he's amazing.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: he's a good friend now, and I sing backup for him sometimes.
0: He's he's oh, awesome. Oh wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I love yeah. They're they're great. They're great in
1: Chicago. Yeah. My other friends in the band Chicago, is so talented.
0: Oh yeah, I've I've seen Chicago. I I can't I lost Seen mm. them so many times. They're they're fantastic, man. They're yeah. so good. Yeah,
1: they're yeah.
0: so talented. Now you you mentioned Star Wars, so we'll, we'll go there. Um, you know, Star Wars Old public. I mean. They've they've had a lot of Star Wars games, uh some, you know, good, some bad. I think uh your game's probably one of the best out there. Um how how did you get that role and what was that experience like?
1: Well, i I went in for something that was called the old republic. I didn't know it was Star Wars. And um uh, I had my fiance at the time, I he had cancer and he was that was his first day of chemo. So <laughs> I had to go, oh, I had to go there. They didn't give you the script ahead of time so I had like 10 minutes because I had to get to his birthday. day of chemo, like, on time. So I wrote it, and I got in there, and I just felt like I blew it. And I couldn't even say the sentence. And they, they wouldn't let me leave until I got the sentence right without stuttering on it. So I, I just thought I blew it. I was so upset when I was driving home that day, and. I got home and I found out that I got it and that it was Star Wars, and I screamed so loud because I was so happy right. that my neighbor called and they're like, "Are you okay?" So, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: How many uh, video game projects did you work on before getting Star Wars?
1: Oh, a bunch. Um, God of War. I mean, <laughs> a lot of times you just go in and you do. They don't even tell you what you're working on right. because a lot of times it's a secret. And so you, I, there's. Jobs I've done that I didn't even know what I was doing until after the fact. But um, Superman, I've done a lot, of, a lot of voiceover games. But the Star Wars was just special because I'm such a Star Wars fan.
0: Yeah, I am I, too. I what, what um, what's your favorite movie? The first one. First one. I'll... How about you? Uh, Empire Strikes Back.
1: Oh that, yeah, well they're all great. I didn't really like the ones with. Uh, in between with all the different characters, I just wasn't. I couldn't even watch them really, but uh, the last few I loved.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of the one that just came out, episode 9. I, uh, I haven't seen that one yet, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you have to see just to finish the whole thing, but it was, yeah.
1: Yeah. Not
0: not not very good. But um, now there's also been, like, you know, a kind ton of, you know, animated. Shows what, what, have you ever been approached to voice any of those?
1: Yeah, I've been. I, they've, they've talked about it, but then for I was sick actually for a while, so I, I kind of had to split everything for a while. So it, that was like 2016, 17, 18, and 19, wow. and now it's, it's a. I got a vaccination to go to, to go to Bali, which I didn't even need, I guess, okay. and. Um, they didn't look at the records to see that I had already been given the vaccination twice before, and it caused brain inflammation. So, for within an hour of getting home from the vaccination, I couldn't stand, I couldn't balance, and I couldn't have a conversation after that for a while. So I had to quit acting for a few years. So, yeah, so I didn't do one of the Star Wars Republic published, but then I was fine and got to come back for the other one. So that was that was cool.
0: Good. And now now you're doing better? In
1: health. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm back to myself again. It, it it was like a it was an uphill climb but probably the best thing that ever happened because when you, you don't realize how lucky you have it until you're sick and you don't realize how important your health is. Yeah. So now I, I've learned a so whole much about health. I, I study health, my brother's a doctor, but I've been studying about I've been studying functional medicine mostly because that's what's made me better.
0: Okay.
1: I went to UCLA to do a pick line to bring down the inflammation of major ceftaraxin, and it just made me sicker and sicker. So it was a functional doctor that got me better, finally.
0: good. Um, may I ask, what, what, what did you have?
1: I, I had yeah, it was, it was the, the, the vaccination?
0: No, no, the disease the, or the, 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 your sickness.
1: Oh, was it wasn't a disease, that's the thing, at the time they kept saying the vaccination didn't cause it. And we didn't even know until recently that I had been given this vaccination three times within a few months.
0: Okay.
1: And they didn't know that Tdap caused brain inflammation, so they thought I had Lyme disease. Oh, wow. Okay. And they, they did a spinal tap and they said, you have major brain inflammation. And um, I didn't know, I they I was diagnosed with so much different stuff, no one could figure it out. and. I would have some good days, and then some days I just couldn't have a conversation, I couldn't think of words. I would go to walk and I'd fall, and nobody knew why. And uh, yeah, took, I had to do major detox, for sort of like a brain detox. Right. But, you know, wow. there was a, if it doesn't kill you, it makes yeah. you stronger, it's, it's true. Right. So it makes you more appreciative too of life, and, and then being yeah. healthy.
0: You know, That yeah, I'm glad it all worked out. Now you're you know, you're healthy again and back to being your old Thank self.
1: You. <laughs> but the funny the funny thing is like you know I spent like a few years where I couldn't leave my house, uh, and so finally I feel better now. We're quarantined. So I'm like this is like a joke on yeah. me probably.
0: Yeah, but I mean, at, at least you know you know you're, you're you're safe now. You just have to you know wait it out, and you don't have to worry about your health.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's good. I could write a book on quarantine at this point. I'm <laughs> used to staying home and not being able to go out. I'm I'm good with it. I'm I'm used to it. Yeah, I
0: know. Mean, so, yeah, it's funny how you know, since I've been like working you know from home, like oh this is great, and now it's like yeah, I think and you know I don't mind the commute as much, you know. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: it's, yeah, Yeah, it's, it's funny how we we change our appreciation of things.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's so true. Just you know, just dealing with people. It's like I, I don't like people, but so it's like eh, I don't mind seeing some now. You know, so it's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just we're, we're, we're spoiled, you know. So it's
1: yeah. I, I things were so easy for me for so long, and I I just kind of took it for granted. And so when I got sick, that it that it changed me for the better.
0: So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, is there anything you're working on now?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm writing a script with, well, Corey Hame, uh sure. his mom, and I, and another person, I'm finishing a script that Corey wrote. We're re- rewriting it. Okay. And um, I'm writing another one with somebody. It's a, it's a really cute, teen-type movie. Um, I'm still singing, and I'm still working on Star Wars Real Republic and doing a lot of voiceover, like, jobs at commercials and things. But I kind of just got better in the last few months. I've kind of just kind of heaved back into it. Right. And um, I I can't handle like too much right now. Like I have to kind of, I can't stress too much. So I can't, I'm still kind of like trying to decide if I want to go back to acting full time.
0: Right.
1: But I am supposed to be Wishmaster 5.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Which
1: I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And, I'm doing a lot of autograph shows now with him, Lauren, and and Andrew Devoff, and we were supposed to be one in Germany, we would be there, I think, think next month, but that's not going to happen now, but, uh, yeah, so I'm just, you know, the cool thing is I've worked enough where people, when they know you, they know that you'll show up on time, you'll know your lines, you're a professional, and you're you're easy to work with. That's the good thing is I have a good reputation, and people have offered me parts, they said, when you come back and you're ready, you're on this, so just let us know, so. I'm, I'm wanting to go back, you know, I miss it. Yeah. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. For a
1: while. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I just, yeah. You know, I look at all my friends that are, um, I used to work with, and they're all, so huge, like, famous now, and I never, and that's another thing, I never wanted to be famous, I just wanted to work. Right. But, um, it, it's, it's easier when you're famous, because then you don't have to deal with the auditions and all that stuff, but, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't know, it's sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, it's an interesting business,
0: and sorry, oh no, the no, has no go, so ahead.
1: Much. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry, the, the business has changed so much too, so it's a different business than it was when I was in it. So,
0: yeah, do, do you um, you find it hard just to adjust now?
1: No, because I haven't gone back to it yet. Um, you know, I'm still doing voiceovers all the time, and that that really has not changed. Mm-hmm. You can do them at your house now, which is cool. You can do the home studio. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to live in LA anymore, which is cool. Right. But that, what's changed, though, for the most part, is that they're hiring a lot of British people and Australians, so there's a lot more competition
0: mm-hmm.
1: for American actors.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's frustrating, but you know. Yeah. It, I, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you you mentioned uh, Corey before, and you you know knew him closely, you engaged with him a little while. Um, mm-hmm. How, how did you first meet him?
1: I met him through, well, Corey Feldman wanted me to meet him and Jason Priestley. I mean, not uh, uh, Jason Priestley, but Jason Preston, because okay. uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't really drink. I've never done drugs, so they thought that be a good influence on him, and I was working on Wishmaster, and I was like, no, 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 I'm too busy, yet. I don't want to date anybody right now, and he talked me into going over to Corey Feldman's house, so I did, and, um, he was the sweetest person ever, and instantly I am like, "Oh my God, he's so nice." So he was on the date that weekend, and that was it. And then we were engaged like eight months later. So really great guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Heartbreaking that he's gone.
0: But yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, well, what's one thing that like people would be surprised about him? Like, just you know, because you hear all you know the tabloid stories. What would be the one thing that people would be surprised? About?
1: Maybe I he didn't want the press, he didn't like publicity uh, and going out to parties. We would, for fun, the stuff we would do, would, we would, <laughs> we were both skaters, Okay. so we would uh, get rollerblades and we would go to the parking lots at night and skate all night long. We would have so much fun and we would go to Tahoe and, you know, my family has a house in Tahoe. We would go out, we would just go to Tahoe's stay for a month and just go out on the canoes and jet ski and bike ride everywhere. He was really down to earth. He wasn't Hollywood at all. Feldman's more Hollywood. Corey Haim is more. He he just wanted to work. And right. Do good work and be a director one day. So.
0: It was Corey Feldman? You think he was toxic to Corey? Hame? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I shouldn't. Definitely. Yeah. You know. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. I just I'm seeing the stuff now that he's talking about. And a, a I know for a fact, a lot of it's not true, right. but it's it, you know it's Judy, his mom Corey him's mom is one of my favorite people and one of my best friends. so it's it's yeah, it's been hard to see what has been coming out, but um hopefully Judy will write a book or something about it and tell the truth.
0: yeah, I hope so. Now uh, the, the the show the two of them did you know the, the two Corys that was out you know a, a while back was that something that Cory I don't know if he was still in touch with him that he really wanted to do yeah
1: I w- he he wanted me to do, do the show with him actually and I didn't want to do it I, I didn't want to do a reality show
0: right did um did Corey like I mean was he kind of pressured into it or is that something he wanted to do he didn't
1: really want to do it Feldman pressured him into doing it, and he wanted off of it, but he had signed contracts so he couldn't get out of it. Right. But, uh, yeah. And they never really, I mean, they hung out a few times when I was with him, and I was with him for a long time. But they weren't really that close as people think, which is interesting to
0: me. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, to, like, the public, it seemed like they were, like, inseparable.
1: I know. And they, they did a lot of movies together, yeah. and I think it's because people liked a team of them together but you know it was his best friend was this other guy that they're a really great guy Greg and that that's who he was always with so it's it's interesting when you know the truth and you see what people are talking about and how they kind of they're wrong about it right and how people just kind of go with it and they believe it and you're like no no that's not true but uh no but uh no he was a wonderful guy though I we we uh we kept in touch actually, even after we broke up, and we were still talking until he passed. And he, it's funny because a lot of people that don't know how he passed, it was pneumonia. Right. So he wasn't on drugs at all, and that was he was off drugs for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, because when you first heard, you 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 assumed the worst, you know. And, and when... Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, back to your career, for, um, you had a very like innovative movie that unfortunately really went nowhere, Mr. Playback. And um, I, yeah. Yeah. It was like if uh, you know they made a choose your own adventure, the, those books, which I loved as a kid, if they made that into a movie, you got Mr. Playback. And yeah. Yeah. It probably would have worked better as a video game, maybe?
1: I think so. it was such a brilliant idea. And Bob Gale, who right. wrote it, wrote Back to the Future, and he directed it. Uh, you know Christopher Guest was in it Leslie um Easter Easter book,
0: right?
1: yeah, Easter Easter book? Work, yeah yeah we, we had a really great cast Billy Warlock um yeah we, you know I it was a brilliant idea but before it's time and you know I talked to Bob Gale about it Steve a. Silver came to the premiere I think um and he was he didn't think it would it was he was saying the same thing that it was before it's
0: time yeah, it's true. Because um, this was a couple of years ago. Netflix had a the Black Mirror show that kind of had like a Choose Your Own Adventure type ending. That they did. yeah played. yeah. So it, it definitely was before you. Know, yeah, you, you worked on a lot of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've I, I've worked with a lot of directors that are like, like Joe Dante. He directed The Burbs and yeah. you know Bob Gale, Christopher Guest, a lot a lot of really great directors. So they're usually before their time because they can do that. They can experiment with stuff like that. So I did, I did a movie with um, Gerardanto that, well, it wasn't before its was time, but it was a really cool movie that I wanted to tell you mm-hmm. about um, that a lot of people didn't see. It was called Runaway Daughters okay. and it was starring me, Julie Bowen, Jenny Lewis, Paul Rudd. Uh, really great cast. And everyone took off from that, which is, it, 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 it's, it's funny because it's It's been fun to watch people, before they're famous, make it. And I've, I've had that happen with almost most of my friends, like Leonardo DiCaprio. I knew him back before he was famous, Brad Pitt. You know, I knew him back before he was famous. That's, that's the fun thing about I think, being in this business, where you get to watch them go from living in their car to being super, super famous overnight. And you realize that it's not really overnight, but it's, yeah, it looks like it from the outside
0: out of all the people you've worked with and like you've been friends with, who was like the most that you were like super excited for?
1: God, I just, I love Julie Bowen. I, mm-hmm. She's probably one of the coolest people ever. Just down to earth and like super fun. So she deserves to be, like I knew that, I knew she would be famous. And uh, Jennifer Aniston, she's super talented. But um, I think to think. Uh, Gosh. That's it? I mean that that was a pretty obvious one though. Right. Uh gosh. I, mean, I, I don't know. I think maybe Julie Bowen. I just I just think she's so talented and and cool. So to see her succeed, to see all of them succeed. You know, you just you want people to succeed. And it's I don't know, I I I do at least. So I I, I love seeing anyone that's talented and deserves it do so well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially if they're nice people.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I haven't really worked with anyone that was a jerk. I, I've worked with one actress that wasn't that great. But um, other than that, you know, I've been really lucky. It's like, Scott Bakula, my gosh, she's hmm. like the nicest person you can imagine. He would set my dailies up to my scenes and then give me the keys to his dressing room. And he would be all filming, And he'd say, just lock up when you're done. So I would go to the dressing room and he had my stuff on his TV and I would get to watch it because that was one of the first shows I got it, I was ever on so I didn't really ever I didn't know much about acting back then mm-hmm. and he wanted me to watch my scenes and that was pretty exciting working with him and, and doing a quantum leap
0: was there anyone like you know, and obviously you already mentioned, mentioned you know that but besides that was there anyone that you were absolutely starstruck with
1: um, Michael J. Foxman, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, no, I mean, no, I've met people that are like, I met Sean Cassidy and I made a complete fool of myself. <laughs> and Fran Drescher, cause I love Fran Drescher. <laughs>
0: right.
1: There's something about her, I just love her. And she came over to me, she's like, I like your shoes. And I couldn't talk. <laughs> and that's not like me, because I normally can't talk, as you can tell. Um, no, I, I, I couldn't talk. But um. no, and, and I've met, you know, being in this town, you meet everybody you know, you're always at the parties and they're always you're friends with everybody, because, and I grew up we used to go to Alfie Soda Pop parties, so all the kid actors, we would all go to them and so everyone knew everybody. But no, I never really was starstruck. Right. Even Madonna, I mean I, that I was a little intimidated by her, but um you know, Michael J. Fox was the coolest. That was that was pretty awesome.
0: Right, yeah. That's great. But Holly I I wish nothing but continued success for you. I'm glad you're, you know, you're you're healthy now, yeah. and you know I hope. Uh, Thank
1: you, you. Every
0: every role that you're up for, you can go back to acting, and uh, hopefully we'll see more Star Wars games. And uh, apparently they're supposed to be working on like a an old public movie, so maybe we can get you involved in that. I've heard,
1: yeah, that's what I hear. I I, I would love to. I would love to very much.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but thanks again for your
1: time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks
0: thanks for having me on your show. And a special thanks to Holly for joining me this week. Follow her on Twitter at hollyfields one And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at TheFirstNoel19. And like the page Will Be My Youth on Facebook. You can hit me up there as well. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. show can be found on SoundCloud, also on Podbean. And go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, phone cases, whatever. It's there. A new episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everyone.